Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back, Grimsters! It's the mid-season premiere of Grim at AfterBuzz TV! Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, here to talk to you about the episode Eve of Destruction. Tweet me throughout the week, throughout the show. At that, Zach Wilson. Now let me introduce my fantastic panel. Tari Miller's back. I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-Y. Yell Teagle. Hi, guys. You can find me online at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. You can also find Yell wherever Meisners are found. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, hashtag Queen Meisner right here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the, the quote of the week. Yeah. I have been bent and broken, but I hope into a better shape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it didn't sound dirty when I read it on my TV, but it sounded dirty when you started it. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. All right. I'll right? take. Well, yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> a Dickens quote. We open with Dickens. Great expectations. Thanks. Because you know, classy. Grim is a classy show. You guys. Mm-hmm. We only yeah, yeah. talk about the classics on Grim. <laughs> then don't read my notes. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let, well, welcome back, everyone. Um, thank you for joining us after this, what felt like a, a forever hiatus. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your computer agrees. Yes. My computer is very, very excited. Yeah. Um, as we, I think we all were, to have Grim back, we left on a very big cliffhanger yeah. mm-hmm. of Ju- Juliet is alive. Yeah. I think it's a pretty big cliffhanger. A little bit. Though we as a panel... Totes saw it coming. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have been saying since the finale that everyone keeps going, Juliet is dead. Yeah. In a way that like made us go, so Bitsy's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I it's it's funny just because like I feel like there's a lot of TV shows doing this. <clears throat> Game of Thrones. Um whoa, whoa, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. First of all, we don't even know that that's true. Second of yeah. all, back on topic. Uh, <laughs> Says you. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, so so we came back right exactly as we where we left off. Yeah, and um, that launched us into a pretty good. I like this episode because we didn't. Again, this was a straightforward just story. It was it was a serialized episode as opposed to the Vessen of the week. Uh, yeah, like episodic stories that we get. Grimm seems to fluctuate back and forth on. What yeah. do you guys think of this week's episode? Um, I loved this episode. Uh, hands down, loved it. Uh, did you love it for reasons outside of Meisner? Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, that was definitely the biggest <laughs> part of my love. Um, but I also really... I. 
I feel like we're in we're in season five. We can stop with the Vessin of the Week. I say this a lot, um, even though I really like Vessin of the Week. But I feel like we we've moved past that, and we we could do um, the way like Once Upon a Time does, where it's twelve episode arcs, uh, two yeah, arcs yeah. a season. We should, and I I feel like we could do that, and it would work well. And this episodes like this one really um, show us that because last episode was the cliffhanger and when we do two-parters they're always great and so it's the way we start a season the way we mid-season and the way we end yeah. the season yeah. no so there are some shows that do it i think abc is just been very good about helping their shows like okay you have a long season because mm-hmm. the standard network television is over 20 episodes yeah it's a lot for a serialized show to do so like agents of shield does it as well where it never feels like they're doing like they're stretching an arc out mm-hmm. for the most part like they do half season arcs that then can blend together and yeah. form a full season just like any good show should across Mm -hmm. all of it hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price on your happy price, price line. episodes and all of its seasons. Um, Grimm does get, by, I think, a little bogged down by, because of their large episode orders. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's just because of the uncertainty. The, like, Grimm is very uncertain about their status in terms of next seasons mm-hmm. um, until fairly late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's probably a little bit of, like, we have to protect ourselves in that sense. Yeah. And save some stories. Yeah. And um, I would yeah. also say that, like, up until now, they've been a very local show. Like, everything, all their stories had to do with things coming to them. But now they've basically blew, blown the doors open. And now it's a big global event, which means they they do have the, the license to go out and explore it a little bit more. Yeah. Well, we have been to Austria a whole bunch, to be fair. Uh, We're done with <laughs> Austria. We are, for now. Um, I have theories. We'll get to predictions. Yeah. Um... But so let's let's dive into this episode. I want to start with let's talk about uh, the uh, the Schwarzkala. The what? The Schwarzkala. <laughs> Are you sure? Schwarzkala. I'm pretty sure that's how it was pronounced. Okay. I like your accent though. Well, well, we learned when Damien was in studio uh-huh. uh, that I need to use the German inflections more. Right. So I'm trying Schwarzkala. Yeah. Schwarzkala. Schwarzkala. Right? Like I know I have the first part right because of Mel Brooks. Right. Yes. And sh- like Schwarz, I can pronounce. Yeah. It's only the one whole. Use the Schwarz. No, no, that's, that's a very different. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Mel Brooks, yeah. um, okay. but it does. I mean, so Chiratskala or <laughs> in English, Black Claw, mm-hmm. which yeah. we will call it from now on. Um, I'm gonna be real honest. <laughs> Uprising is much a better. Is, <laughs> is it? It's a much a better. It's a much a better. Such a better name. <laughs> yeah, that was accurate. Um, yeah, it's such a better name. Um, um I mean, yes, but it's Black Claw. But Uprising is very like this is what we're doing. Right. Um so it's threatening in that way, but I think in terms of like this is a secret organization, Black Claws like 
it's at least more stealthy. Yeah, though it is a little more, uh, I guess, ironic because most of their claws are red with blood. Yeah, <laughs> I did realize that as well. There should be red claw. Well, it's probably taken black <laughs> until it gets red. Yeah, it coagulates and turns black, and you know. Nah, black, nah, black. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, we're, we're starting to we st- start we really see how big, as you were saying, how big this organization is. This isn't local to Portland. This isn't just like a thing in Austria and like it's spreading a little bit. This is global. This is this organization is massive. It's incredibly well connected. They, and they even had a, a member on the Vesson Council, which to this point has been sort of the ultimate authority mm-hmm. in the Vesson world. It's the UN of Vesson, except with actual power. Grimaniac uh, yeah. says your pronunciation is great. Yes. Nice. Shut up. Thank you, Grimaniac. <laughs> Shut up, Grimaniac. <laughs> um, um, oh. oh, it's going to get interesting later. Yeah. the Ves- Are we talking about the Vesson Council? Yes. Because I have facts from a Grimaniac again. Um there's a f- Grimaniac has the phone number and has broken it down for the Vesson Council. Um, so zero one one for those who don't know is the international uh, code to call out. Yep. At thirty one three one is country code for the Netherlands, and seventy is the city code for the Hague. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Hague. Um, that's the Hague. I'm, sure. I don't know places. Um, uh-huh. So. <laughs> We have the full number in the chat roll for those who want to call the <laughs> Netherlands and see what happens. Sweet. It's a legit number, apparently. Oh. I don't oh, think it's cool. a number that you can call and, like, there's a fun thing at the end. I think right. they legitimately just put in numbers. No, they wouldn't do that. We're going to have to investigate this you think, later. Okay, go on. Who's I mean, got international calling? <laughs> I do. We'll, we'll Skype it. Um, I, 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 I want to go back to Black Claw a little bit mm-hmm. in that... Uh, I have a question for you guys. Uh, since Black Claw is such a big organization, and we 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 know that we're going past Portland a little bit, but we I would assume that we can't destroy a whole organization from this localized area. So, do you guys think that Black Claw is going to be essentially an ongoing threat from season to season, or do you think that they're going to uh, be able to kind of? Uh, take them out in this season. I think they're this season. Um, I think it's this season, but if my prediction from earlier uh, in the season holds true, um, just to remind you, my big prediction was that Black Claw, and I think this episode gave us more evidence of it, is going to be fighting for Vesson to come out into the open and stop living, because they keep talking about the shadows, and like, we will no longer live in the shadows. I think they're tired of Vesson being a secret, and I think they just want to be themselves in public with humans fully aware of who Vesson are and what they are and how how that all how that whole world works. I think that's why they took out the council because the council's big function was keeping Vesson a secret from the wide world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you not um, think that that's been a st- that your prediction has been established? Cuz I thought I feel like that's it hasn't been outwardly said. Okay. This episode was the closest we came to it being like outwardly like this is what we're doing. Yeah. Because they said, basically, we no longer want to live in the shadows. Like, what their what their end goal is has not been stated. Correct me if I'm wrong here, guys. Well, I feel like it hasn't been stated, but I feel like it's been very clearly... Um, implied. Implied. Because, yeah. I mean, the guy who kills um, Xavier, 
he vokes and then stays vogues and then we have the cop who's like do you see it yeah um and and then you know uh, yeah. nick talks about how like he didn't try to hide it he didn't care i think i feel like it's yeah that's what right. i mean like this episode i think finalized that prediction yeah. for me okay. like that's what I've been saying for a while. Yeah. Not to pat myself too much on the back. I but, mean, you mean uh, Zygons? Uh, uh, yeah. Mutants? Uh, uh, <laughs> what show is this? Look, I mean, it's a it's a story that any show with characters living in living in secret, mm-hmm. like mystical creatures living in secret, has to do eventually. Right. Because it's a little, it become, at a certain point, it becomes unbelievable for them to stay in the shadows when they're keeping more and more crimes that are like very strange and things that are unexplainable yeah. but like the government has to investigate right all this stuff um so but i'm really excited to see where that goes and i forgot how i got started on this point because i had asked if you think that this is going to be an ongoing yes okay <laughs> thank you um so i think that the black claw organization will more or less come to an end by the by the end of the season but and this, I'm getting a little bit into predictions here, but I think that they're going to ultimately, by the end of the season, completely shift the status quo. I think they will, in essence, win. Okay. So um, I watched this episode with someone who had never seen Grimm, never heard of Grimm. Uh, it's always weird. <laughs> it's very fun because yeah. uh, you sound crazy. And I was explaining it to him, and he pointed out something very interesting that I think we should totally discuss, especially with uh, Black Claw, is Black Claw is a group of, of um, people who have to hide their true identity and pretend that they're not who they are and live in our world. And here's this government organization trying to kill them. And we're on we're on the side of the government organization and not the people who are trying to come out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the interesting because again, they but they haven't shown us that outright yet until this episode is really the beginning of showing us that side and that there are seemingly good people on the side of Black Claw mm-hmm. um, because we get like Billy's parents, yeah, who seem like very normal, very safe, calm people, but they're proud of her. Like, yeah, she's a. She, uh, we're proud of her for showing so much courage and conviction. Yeah, we're like. She just, like, murdered a bunch of people. She was, just, like, actively trying to murder people. Um, but they're proud of her. Yeah. yeah. So I have to think that... And that's what I think is so cool about this organization. So interesting. Mm-hmm. The story point is that, like, they're not going to be 100% villainous. They're going to have bad methods. They're going to have methods that we don't agree with because they're trying to kill our people. But they may be fighting for the right reasons. Um, I think the all Vessen must join part, though, is is a problem. Yeah, well, you're there's either the, with us or you're against us. There's the extreme part of it. Yeah. Um, you mean led by the sexy Lucian? Lucian, who... <laughs> Guys, that's uh, Bailey Chase, and he is welcome on this show anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, he, I don't know if it's just because we didn't get a lot of time with him. He felt really flat to me. Oh, you were watching his acting. <laughs> you were doing this wrong. Um, I I'm mean, sorry, what do you think? I, I, I wouldn't say he felt flat, but I think that they're trying to maintain this air of, like, mystery. mystery. Yeah. So he only, he, he only has a few options. I mean, because the majority of his lines today were, we're going to make them pay once, and then we're going to make him pay twice. Like, so it's <laughs> it's, he's a very vengeful guy. 
Um, I was I was talking to Yell before the show about how uh, I'm bummed that the uh, the other guy that we thought was the leader, the one with the beanie, um, wasn't the leader because now we just have another square jawed, uh, handsome white guy who is leading an organization. Um, I do like square jawed handsome guys. <laughs> I mean, they're plentiful. It's if, if you're going playing a numbers game, I you mean, throw a rock, you'll hit one. When he first got out of the car and he's in shadow, like. If not, except for the fact that like they were actively hiding his face from us, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was Meisner. Same, because it's like the same build. Meisner shorter, <laughs> but, from, <laughs> and he walks but from that from that hot high up, just like wide shot. I to the untrained eye, <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. And we know, and yeah, he was like. No, there's a, he's like an inch shorter. That's the, not his shoe size. <laughs> That's <laughs> not how he walks. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry guys. Um, yeah, so I, I'm interested to see where it goes, but I didn't. I'm not really excited by his character yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his big thing, like his the are their army is growing. He says to Billy, like everything they're doing, see, except for the murder, seems like they are fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though, like an a issue like this is a di- diplomatic issue. Yeah. Uh, it's not something that you can just force feed because you can't make you can't force someone to accept people. We tried it. It's not a it's not a <laughs> thing that happens. Um, so like even if they accomplish their goal of like everyone is being vested all the time, which I also have an issue with. Um, I because we've established that if someone is vogued too much, they go essentially vogue crazy. If they're forced to vogue too much, no, no, no. If they just do it on their own too much as well, that we had that uh, wolf character who would use it um, uh, when they were using it to like rob banks and stuff. I mm-hmm. believe it was that episode where one of them, since they kept voguing, um, went insane. Like he just became a, a rage monster. Um, so. I feel like that inherently has problems, but I guess if if we just want people, if they just want people to be okay with the idea of Vesson existing and being like, okay, at some point someone could Vogue, and I'm okay with that, uh, then I get the the principle behind it. But you're already establishing you and all Vesson as uh, threatening, violent creatures, so you're you're not inspiring people to accept you into the society. All right, yeah, um, that's true. Um, but especially in terms of the council, I guess their big thing is that they've probably tried the diplomatic ways before right. now. The council's method of dealing with anyone who challenges the idea of keeping Vesson in secret is basically to just imprison them or murder them. Right. Uh, the, the the council imprisons people. No, they sent. Uh, they definitely took them away. I mad. I assumed that they. No, I feel like the Vessens method is the grim method of beheading. They're like assassins, the weren't they? Mm. Right. They definitely. Well, they had assassins, but yeah. I wonder if it's like not because the the times we've seen them called in is usually a violent Vessen. But I would think in ter- in times where like somebody is just like trying to speak out, like I'm a blute bot. Look at me mm-hmm. in Vogue's. Like they don't just shoot him necessarily <laughs> they might like take him away torture him imprison him or something like that right I'm, I'm guessing here i don't have any evidence of that <laughs> yeah 
Um, just because, like, in our dealings with them, they seem more or less reasonable. Um, right? Well, I feel like they've been slowly worn down. Like, I think that when we first met them, they were uh, relentless murderers. Like, if, at the very mention of or uh, hint of someone uh, revealing themselves as a Vessin, they would just snap and kill them. Uh, and then over time working with, or I guess alongside Burkhart, uh, Nick as we like to call him, uh, they've kind of seen a different side of things. And I think that they've softened a little bit. But I think that since their inception, they've been pretty uh, no-nonsense kill ups Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great Maniac's putting some stuff in the chat. It's just, like, challenging me to, to pronounce stuff again. Um, <laughs> because they're talking about the... Uh, he's talking about the Grim... The Vessin Code of Honor, um, <laughs> which is basically... Which has to do with somewhat with the secrecy. Yeah. Um, staying out of the light. Um, it's the... Uh, Gesetzt Erkadex. All right. Erkadex. Nope. Wait, one more time. Gesetzbuch Erkadex. Nope. Totally wrong. Boo asked Meisner Lucian. That's a silly question. But yeah, so, I mean, there's very interesting stuff going on here. But, like, what does the, like... So they have the one guy who pulled... He just got a bunch of Uzis into the council chamber. Um, can, have we seen him before? Or is I, he just an actor that I've seen a bunch of stuff? I don't recognize him. Nor do okay. Because I. Um, I was like, I know that face. He's a square-jawed white guy. <laughs> God damn it, y'all. Um, yep, I think I got to type. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, but so uh, the, the council's out. Except for Alexander. Alexander. Who Al- we're supposed to think is dead now? Cause... No, he just ran away. Yeah. No, but there were the shots fired and then the phone went dead. So we don't know if he's dead or alive. We don't We don't know what happened to him. I, I can't imagine. I don't think he's dead because it was off screen. Well, they, they wouldn't save him just like, and not kill him on screen. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, they went into the, the room and the window was open. So he had escaped through the window. Sure. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Alexander, who is a, uh, Flictroy. I'm sorry, he's what? He's a, a Flictroyer. Mm, nice. Yeah, One yeah, more yeah. time. Flictroy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad. Yeah, no. Nope. What is it? No, you don't pronounce, I know you don't pronounce it's, the P. I lost it. Oh, yeah. Did somewhere. I lose it? No, I have it here. It's, uh, you know, that. Go. Oh, Flictroy. Flictroya. Okay. Yeah. Flictroya. Flictroya. Wait, Hever? Flictroya. I have it's, a computer doing it to do some stop. of the heavy work for me. It's the, there's a huh, right? Flictroya. It's like Hebrew. It's not a full, like, huh sound. It's not a Hebrew Regardless. Huh. Regardless. <laughs> sexy white snow leopard. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um He's a cat. Super badass Vessin, by like, the way. I like cats. Super difficult to pronounce. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um but I'm excited to see what his character does if he does manage to get away. I imagine he's coming to Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Um with nowhere else to go at this point. Um but everyone like, in the chat agrees that he's alive and probably coming to Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Um it stands to reason. Uh, he could join the Scooby gang. 
He'd be fun. We get we get us we get a Flictroya on the uh, on the Scooby Gang. He also yeah. is very. I feel like he's very um, super proper. Yeah, like yeah. stuck up kind of. Which that's would be the thing fun. is that like there's yeah. nobody like him in yeah. our group right now, and that's why it would be interesting. He also yeah. has knowledge of a lot of stuff that I'll bet none of Nick's books ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows the Vessen world deeper than any of our characters. Yeah. So I'm what, what excited. Kind of Vessen is he again? <laughs> Flick Troya. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, before we transition, before we start go over and talk about Meisner, Trouble, Juliet, and Adeline and Nick, uh-huh. all kinds of stuff to talk about, trust me, we will, I want to take a moment to talk to you guys and thank you guys, really. It's more Yay. like I want to thank you guys yeah. for going out to iTunes and rating and reviewing us. It's it's a huge help to us here at the network. You've heard us say it a million times before, but it really does help. It helps people find the podcast who haven't heard it before. And if you guys are enjoying it, I hope you want other people to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So this is a good way for to help them find <coughs> it. Um, it helps raise the profile of the entire network when you do it. So please go on to iTunes, hit us with a rating. Uh, if I hope it's five stars. If it's not, tell us why. We want to make this the very best grim podcast that we possibly can. And if you do, you get a shout out on the show. Oh yeah! So it I'll, also helps us get guests. Let's it does. It really does. You think that <laughs> if, if you don't think that those uh, reviews have contributed to us being able to have in guests like Claire Coffee, like Damian Puckler, like. Uh, let's see. Sasha. <laughs> Sasha. Bree. Uh, Bree Turner. Uh, yeah, I, that was the one I was just like, I'm getting to it because Bree's the one that I squee over. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we just so everyone's clear, we are working on Yeah, so and we're working more. on getting more people in studio, but it's a process and your reviews help us with that. So mm-hmm. with that, I want to give a couple shout outs. Yay. Um, <laughs> Um, so, uh, Danny Girl 365, Meisner. <laughs> yeah. uh, Welcome. Real quick, just, I've been listening to, for this, for a season so far. This is an amazing after show for any Grimm fan. Um, I used to watch Grimm with my bestie, but since, ha- since I had to move, I haven't had anyone to bounce theories and discuss plot lines with. But this show totally fills the void. Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, best hype man ever, says kick-ass show. <laughs> I generally don't write reviews because I'm lazy, but I had to give you five stars for the Wolfram and Hart reference. Points! Good show. Thanks, guys. Wow. I can't remember exactly when it happened, but I do remember there was, like, a wolf and a ram at one point around, like, there's something with a heart. It's a it's an angel reference. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I remember you making it. Yeah. And I remember... Uh, I remember Gail not understanding what yeah. I was talking about. Yep. <laughs> um, and lastly, uh, Prodigal358 says, what a great mid-season grimier... What a great episode. After I watch Grimm, I cannot wait for this podcast to come on and talk about it. And Zach doing the pronunciations each time is awesome. <laughs> so good. I hope you, I'm glad you find it awesome because it's not easy. It's really <laughs> And I'm always wrong. It's really a fun part of the show. Um, I have no idea what will happen next, and I have never been more excited. Oh, wow. It's true. Yeah. This is this episode is is pumping up for a great second half of the season, and mm-hmm. I hope we continue that. And so let's continue our conversation. Um, so let's talk about Juliet. Wait, not Juliet. Let's talk about Eve. It's all about Eve. Yep. <laughs> nice. 
No? Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, All about mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, did I no one notice it. she's back in the credits? Well, yeah, because yes. we know that it's not a secret anymore. No, but like, <laughs> huge deal. They literally took Juliet out of the credits, and they put Eve in the credits, and it's literally her face in the wig. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, we have this new character, Eve. You like it? That's what they did in the credits. <laughs> so good. Well, I mean, in terms of the credits, like, you have to put Bitsy back in there. She's a series regular. <laughs> is that part of the rules? Actually, it is. Okay. Um, when you when you qualify uh, in terms of uh, SAG as a series regular, which Bitsy has been since the show's beginning, right. um, you are required to be put in the opening credits. There are exceptions. They mm-hmm. make exceptions, like, in right. this case, because you needed her not in... Mm-hmm the credits in order to keep it secret yeah right um, but other than that they sh- they have to put her in there it's yeah. it's just part of uh, the union's rules um, fascinating interesting yeah um, the more you know yeah where's that sound <laughs> where is it it's on my <laughs> yeah there, there you go <laughs> the right network too <laughs> um, um all right so what do you, i mean what do you guys think we got a little bit more of her backstory now we start to understand who this character is. We actually got the name set on screen instead of just in the background. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think of what we have, what so, we know so far? The chat roll is going crazy back and forth about Eve. And um, Musa said, I hate Eve. She needs to die again. And James, yeah, James said, give the story a chance to breathe before you shit all over it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. Um, Which I, one? <laughs> I agree that you need to give the story a chance to breathe for yes. sure. Um, I'm not so happy... Sorry, Bitsy. I was not so happy with how Eve behaves. Yes, I, I don't agree. find it interesting or amusing in any way. It's completely intentionally mm-hmm. flat. Yeah, um, like I was sort of saying it like in a loose way about Lucian, just because he hasn't doesn't have a lot to. They haven't given us much for him, so he's not really emoting very hard. And he didn't mm-hmm. need to. Um, <laughs> But I, but like the way that they're building him, I can tell that he has convictions about a lot of things. So mm-hmm. like, okay, even if it wasn't like the greatest introduction to a character yeah. that the show has done, I can tell you're going places. Right. With Eve, she comes in. She's just like this stoic like weapon. That, right. Like they, she is a weapon in that like she's just there. She's a robot. She she is a, a killing yeah, machine. She's been broken yeah. down to nothing. I would have been way more interested if Eve had been introduced. And was behaving wildly different from Juliet in some way. Um, behaving, like, just as nothing doesn't count. Right. Well, I mean, but you can assume that, like, her the main change in her, since she has all of her memories, uh, is that she, they essentially beat her emotions out of her. So, yes, she's a robot, but I think that it's intriguing, uh, especially since when I thought... When I thought uh, her character was coming back. I thought she was going to be like memory wiped, and she was basically just going to be this blank slate that everyone's calling Juliet, um, or like, and gave a new name. So I like that she one remembers it, one is grateful to uh, HW uh, for what they've done because I think that is a little more intriguing. Uh, I know that she didn't behave the way that we would want her to, or she wasn't like a crass I don't know what's different than Juliet like in my like a I don't know some cockney lady or something <laughs> um but I think that it means that there's a lot of room to explore like 
who she's become or who she wants to be. So Boo says Eve looks brainwashed. Um, Grim Maniac says she looks like she barely feels any emotions. Vanessa says Eve looks scary. Grim Maniac says she looks like she's been programmed. Um, and she has. And I feel like um, it, it, it's she's Cyberman uh, Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is like that doesn't read as very interesting to me mm-hmm. because it what I would have liked more and well this is like so her backstory now as we now know it is that she just she didn't die right um personally I thought it would have been more interesting if she had died and then somehow the hexen beast in her right brought her back to life or they used that and mm-hmm. it, it was able to bring her back right yeah. because what that would do is it would make it, it what that would do is set her up in a way where dying and coming back is sort of a reset button yeah and then it really would be another character as opposed to them just beating the character of Juliet out of her. Yeah. Like, um, literally, Meisner beat the Juliet out of her. I'm fully aware. I saw. Um, <laughs> Mr. D-Style 09 says she's a soldier. And, and yeah, she feels she's, I'm a good soldier, yeah. is what she's going to say. But I want to see that. Like, a yeah. blind devotion is not what we saw. We saw a mindless robot. I, and there's well, a big difference. Which, oh. No, I just think, I think when we were supposed to see it was when uh, my beloved says to her, you need to rest. And she just like, okay. And but I was saying, that's what I'm saying. Like, that is a mindless robot to mm. me. Sorry. Well, she was also on mission, though. Mm-hmm. So her focus wasn't even uh, about interacting with Nick. It was like, it was like if you had sat down to watch a TV show and someone walked in and just started asking you questions and so she's trying to focus on what's happening trying to make sure she picks the right moment to take out this guy and then she's getting questions and she's like here's the answer here's the answer and then like trying to refocus on what she's doing so Mm -hmm. like I feel like when we get her outside of the mission because essentially once she was back with Meisner and once she was like in her lair like she takes off the I feel like we get the most personality from her when she's taking off the, mm-hmm. the wig and like locking herself back in you know um yeah someone uh i don't i'm sorry i didn't write who it was somebody said that eve is uh eve is ju- to juliet like the phoenix is to jean gray and i would say that the phoenix is much more interesting <laughs> um sorry phoenix is much more interesting than uh eve at well, this moment yes because the phoenix um it has a whole mission to it and it like seeks out Jean Grey for a specific reason because mm-hmm. of her power and it bends her in certain ways it it changes who you are my my fear with Eve right now um is that because they because what we've gotten is so flat and robotic is that she's going there the arc is going to become her going back to being Juliet mm. as opposed to if Eve was just a completely new ver- a new ca- they treated her like a completely new character yeah then Eve could just become a different part like it's basically Bitsy just having a new role in the show what they're what and I, I trust the writers at this yeah. point like they've earned my trust so mm-hmm. I'm willing to get I'm, I'm willing to give them time to to work it out yeah but I just don't want them to have Juliet like struggling like Oh, but Nick, I, I I suddenly remember how I feel about you, and like like some like when she sees him like holding a holding Kelly or something like that, yeah. and she gets jealous. Like I don't want that. I want Eve to be 
compl- like completely separate from Juliet with nothing tying the two characters together except the actress. Um, I think, hmm. I believe, because I trust these writers, I believe that's the idea. And I don't think that we're going to have to deal with her becoming Juliet again <clears throat> and remembering and falling in love and whatever because we've already done that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Adeline straight up says at one point, but again, this is what's fueling some of my concern, <clears throat> is Adeline says at one point, what if she's like the old Juliet and wants you back? And we'll talk about like the other implications because there's right, a whole right. other part of that. Yeah, right. Right. But just while we're talking about uh, Eve, mm-hmm. the fact that they're like teasing that as a fear doesn't mean it's going to come true, Yeah, but it means that they're priming it for the possibility. Right. But I think that they've already countered that in saying that she remembers everything. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's forgotten. It's it's just that she, they've basically taken her to another place emotionally. It's not that that uh, she's gonna she's gonna backtrack. I think that they've basically just wiped away all the the potential uh, the potential drama of her coming back. In that she's not gonna feed into their drama. They're gonna be like. Why, why, you know, did you do all this? And she's like, wasn't me, don't care. So I think that this will actually allow us to move forward as opposed to uh, letting us wish she was either who she was or uh, feeling like we've been cheated of all her history by having her be someone completely different. Um, and I think also playing up to that is that Nick is mad at her. Nick is, has, isn't forgiving, isn't wanting Juliet back. He was pissed. Right? Seeing him talk to her, he was unhappy with her. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's easy with the, with the time separation to think of Juliet as Juliet. Like, yeah. That we knew her. Not Hex and Beast Juliet, which, who was very, very evil. Yeah. Right. He points out, like, you, you set me up to get attacked. You, my mother's dead. You she know? got... Juliet, the Hex yeah. and Beast, got Kelly... Beheaded. Beheaded. Mama Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Mama Kelly. Well, I, you Mama have to Grimm. distinguish. Yeah. Uh, there's two Kellys now. Uh, <laughs> nope. nope. Still just well, one. Well, eh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so, I mean, while while we're talking about Kelly, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, it's time to, because we have to talk about this, Nick and Adeline, okay. they got all, they 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 got the, the final kissed. <laughs> Yay. Um, Boom! This episode straight <laughs> up went, oh, you guys weren't sure that there were, we were going to do a love triangle? Yeah, we're doing a love triangle. <laughs> like, straight up, oh, there's a love triangle happening. Right? But it's not the one that you thought it was going to be. What did you think it was going to be? Like, you thought oh. it would be like Juliet and, and uh, Adeline and... Oh, no! Guys, no. guys! It's a love rhombus! <laughs> yes! But it's not, because Juliet's gone and Eve has no interest in Nick. Still a love rhombus because it's clear that Nick still has confusing feelings about Juliet. Juliet's dead. Don't take this away from me. It's know? not a rhombus. I'm bringing back the love rhombus. Great. You want to hear about the triangle? Because I want to talk about the triangle. No, you mean three points of the rhombus. Sure. <laughs> um, guys. Yes. Uh, remember when Meisner called the phone and Adeline picked up and they recognized each other's voices and I said they recognize each other's voices because they're still in love? Uh-huh. Remember this episode where he was having flashbacks and he yep. had a smile on his face and he's in love with her? Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. I think I what I it. what I wrote down was Aw Meisner. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote something a little different. 
Um, also, since we're talking about him, um, I want to give a shout out to Scott. Guys, Scott is a great fan of this show. And Scott was in this episode. And Scott had a line. Oh, yeah. yeah. Scott brought him the iPad. Um, guys, applause for Scott. Woo! Where's the applause? Uh, <laughs> we were being the provided by okay. Tari Miller today. Thanks. Um, I'm really happy for Scott, guys. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we got to see Meisner's bedroom. Okay. <laughs> Fun fact about the bedroom. You've already seen it, yeah. Let's be honest. Ooh. <laughs> That's not the point. Um, so I didn't mean that he was in there at the same time. I just mean Yell broke into his bedroom. I would never. <laughs> I was welcomed. Um, so behind his bed, we had that like gate-like thing. Yes, you guys noticed it. Mm-hmm. No, just me. I was the only mm-hmm. one looking at the okay. bedroom. Um, that gate. It had like um, wires. It was just really useful. That's all. Moving on. For what exactly, Yell? I mean, if you needed to tie down a hexabeast and beat her, oh. you could, there was, yes, to yes. tie down a, a hexabeast uh-huh. and beat her. Go on. Yes. Okay. Oh my God! Guys, what is happening right uh, now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's Adeline. Adeline sure. So, but I did like I liked the moment between Nick and Adeline, or Natalind, if you will. Um, Especially because Meisner is in love with her still. Well, uh, that's a great complication that I they know. gave us. I'm so excited. Um, I think I thought it was very genuine. It didn't feel like this was too late or too rushed. Like, yes, they've been. It's been pretty clear for a little while now mm-hmm. that they were. This was going to happen, but it never. But there was never like, oh, well, why aren't they doing it now? It's like they didn't. They hadn't done this for a very good reason because it's weird. Yeah, it's super weird. And they the this is and why they acknowledge the that it's yeah. weird. The writers build it up, and it's so good because it's believable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This relationship has become incredibly believable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. sorry, Stephen uh, Scott Bonnick in the chat pointed out a while ago, and I took note of it because it was interesting, um, Adeline assaulted Nick, right? Yes. And she's reaping the benefits. In all technicality, yes. she assaulted him. Mm-hmm. We've we've discussed this at length on the show before, but it, but, it, but we can talk about it very. No, I just want to just bring that up that she is still continuing to reap the benefits, and no one is acknowledging. I would I wouldn't I would like the show to acknowledge it in some way. I, the thing it's it's a very it's very weird to think about because mm-hmm. I like the two characters where the where the two characters are now. Yeah, I really like the two of them. I'm kind of shipping them, but. Then you start to think about how this all got started, and it's real bad. The one thing that I will say to defend their relationship is that I think, especially in light of the changes that Juliet underwent when she became a Hexen Beast, it is very clear from the show's perspective Mm -hmm. that that having the Hexen Beast vest inside of you very much puts you into an evil disposition. Right. right. And Adeline, as we see her right now, has lost that. Mm-hmm. So if you attribute that if you treat that in the same way as, let's say, a mental illness or just a, a mental I'm trying to find the right word here. I, I mean you don't even have to go that way. If you attribute it to the same way that we're attributing we're forgiving we're kind of forgiving Juliet for what she did because she's no longer Juliet. She's now Eve. Right. So Adeline with powers was, you know, somebody else. And mm-hmm. now we have Adeline. And it does... <laughs> it went from 
Adeline to Adeline. And le- and you know what? The, uh, though I don't actually, I think we're not giving the show enough credit. I think they did acknowledge it a little bit, very subtly, mm-hmm. in this episode. So maybe they need to be a little bit more outright with it. But they did have her saying like. I wish I could take back all the things that I did to you. And that we would have had the baby the way we wanted. She said something like, we could have done this she, when we wanted. Well, she said, um, I don't know if this was if this should have been Juliet's child, not mine. Mm. Right. Um, which, like, that's something that must be torturing her. Yeah. Because I think right now she is dealing with all of the mm-hmm. things behind what she did. And, yes she loves this child and they both love this child and it's a beautiful thing that came out of it but it doesn't change the the bad that started it all right but i like that adeline is is at least aware of it yeah um even if the show is not talking about it at length um it's good that she's at least dealing with it and saying like i wish i could take it back not kelly because we love kelly but i wish that it hadn't been that way right mm-hmm. so at least it's touched upon um, that was sort of the episode. I mean, a lot of great stuff. Do you guys have any other thoughts about the the episode as it was? Um, or do you want to talk? Amber in the chat roll asks, and what about the darn keys? Which I feel like is a fair question. That is fair. Which might take us straight into... Predictions? <laughs> it's your show. <laughs> it's your show, sir. And now, you're after Buzz TV. It is your show. I'm just here to make the inappropriate jokes. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, okay. So let's let, let we can talk about prediction stuff. Um, not really a lot from next week's episode. So the visuals look cool. I just mean in terms of serialized arcs. Or did I miss something? Did you not see Meisner and Nick teaming up out in the rugged outdoors? I think I missed that too. Seriously. Yeah, I was too focused on the uh, the water monster, the water sprite, yeah. which this might be um, Loch Ness monster. Yeah, they they had told us that we were getting some kind of Nessie esque vessin. Mm-hmm. This might be that. Interesting. I thought it was a uh, Japanese water sprite. Could be both. Yeah. Either way, um, some theories that Tari and I were talking about. I'm going to bring them up. If Go that's for it, cool. please. Yeah. Um, so we had heard rumors, um, and I'm going to say rumors because there seems to not be any defined, nothing behind this, um, rumors that someone is supposed to die this season. Someone from the original team is supposed I to die. I had heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had brought those rumors up. We were told episode five, no one died in episode five, um, and then we thought maybe it was season five, which is the whole season. Anyway, my theory is this, and I think, I don't know if it's your theory or my theory. A theory is this. Yes. Uh... Sasha, Captain Renard, is going to die, and Nick is going to start working, because it looks like the entire um, Scooby gang will start working for the SGO, or HW, if you want to call it the stupid name they gave it, (laughs) (laughs) instead of the name we gave it, Um, and that Meisner will become the new leader of the team, which means next season he's a series regular. But also, the idea that... I mean, beyond just Yell's fascination right. with, with Meisner, I think that would be great for the show. Absolutely. I think he's becoming... The more time we spend with him, the more interesting of a character he's becoming. Sure. He was fascinating to me from the beginning, but okay. I, I know, but he was he was a merc with, like, who, like, we... Who, like, our character fell in love with, which was great. Yeah. But not huge. Right. But the way they've been developing him, we don't know what his backstory is. We don't know what 
his role in all of this is. Yeah. And it, it's becoming the more uh, more and more time we spend with him, like he's beating uh, Juliet d- down to create Eve. Like there, he's there's a lot going on here we don't know about. Yet. He right. fights with trouble. Yeah. Which oh my god, we didn't talk about that. What their midnight rendezvous that wasn't turning out the way I wanted it to. <laughs> Are you is is uh, trying to Trisner? Yes, no. is that what you're Trisner. going for? I'd I tried. Like, I'd like to Trisner. Mubble. <laughs> Mubble. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Yeah. Please. What, what were you gonna say? Um. No. Oh. So that I think that, that I think uh, if we're gonna just predict on who's gonna die, I think that um, we're gonna lose Captain Renard, especially because he's going into this political thing, and yeah. he's, they're not really doing police work anymore. Um, and the SGO is becoming a much bigger thing. I think it would be really interesting to see Nick and the Scooby gang transition over to work for the SGO. And then maybe, I think this was your part of it. Yeah. You want to take it? Um, I had said I that hate this, from, a, yeah, from a storytelling standpoint, um, it would make more sense if we, yes, we, ha- we have Meisner who is a hyper-capable character. Um, and he is a mystery, but like, he right now is almost untouchable, unstoppable. But it would make sense if they well, he's very they touchable. had yes, okay. uh, if they had Nick join and then somehow Meisner was taken out of the equation, whether it be you know dying or he's just sent off to Lebanon, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Nick has to take on his role in the SGO. So he fo- he becomes part of this organization that is much bigger than the one he's already a part of, and he has more resources but less knowledge of how to use them. And I think that would be a a good evolution of his character and of the story as a whole. Interesting. Um, but so who do you think is going to die then? Meisner. Oh no! But Meisner is not. A, so no, they, what the it, the rumor it is that it's it somebody Bernard, yes. who is <laughs> yeah somebody who is a first season yeah. character regular right. Which means that it would be Renard, which would get Nick to work for Meisner, and then Meisner would also die. Yeah, right. I would which imagine if Renard died, the, I I would think the show's move would be to promote Nick to captain. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. I'm sorry. Their unsolved murder ring is through <laughs> the freaking roof. But they are but they are investigated very heavily. You and know? then unsolved. <laughs> like, oh, we had someone in custody who we think was the murderer. We can't explain it. Whoops. Yeah. They died. I'd like I'd like uh I forget his name. Progue. I'd like him to become the next captain. That, uh, that one who was partnered with Hank for that one yeah. episode? <laughs> he just comes out of nowhere, and they have to, like, do... Because, I mean, from a storytelling standpoint, it would be Go really on. interesting, because, you know, essentially they'd have to try to do all the same, like, sideballs, or, like, side stuff that they're always doing, mm-hmm. but, like, with a, a captain who has no, no, who has no idea, so they can't keep pretending like it's <laughs> legit. They can't be like, Captain, we're going to have to make this one, this person disappear. It's like, no, because he's going to keep looking into it. He's going to be a constant thorn in their side. Um, the best yeah. prediction in the chat roll I think is I know which one from Jalen Jackson. Mm-hmm. Miser is a Time Lord and his future Kelly, but changed his name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, also, N. Saeed says woo for Captain. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Grim Maniac says, what if Bud dies? I'm going to be honest. This is going to sound real heartless, especially because I love the actor who plays Bud he's so sweet um yeah Bud dying would not affect the show 
it wouldn't do anything in ter- it would it would be probably it would probably be very emotional I, I think the show would handle yeah. it very well it wouldn't ha- carry the same weight or game it wouldn't be a game changer right. the way yeah. that killing any of the other people would be right yeah um in terms of like as we have to start wrapping out um yes. i think if if it's going to die i think the captain renard is a good choice mm-hmm. i think i don't know where else his character really has to go yeah. mm-hmm. and so that makes it a good time in the show for him to go for him to die because he's just he's very important but his arc is more or less complete at this point um Except like for that the other stuff um i don't think yeah. it's going to be rosalie um, it could be Monroe, but I doubt it. Mm-hmm. He's too much of a fan favorite and too much of like what really took this show off mm-hmm. um, from the beginning. Um, and yeah, that would make it more devastating. But I just don't. Th- I don't think the show can hold together without him. And um, it can't be Adeline because can't um, be Adeline. It would be that would be. She's the only single woman left. Yeah, and it would also be too much of a refrigerator move, uh, like to put Adeline like in the refrigerator yeah. role. At this point, it's a literary term. Okay. It's killing a uh, a female character off basically just to fuel the male character's rage. That's offensive. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they'll do that for exactly that reason. Um, I would, to counter your Monroe theory, I would say that we it is established that uh, Rosalie is going to go down a dark path, or at least it's been said. Mm -hmm. Um, So. If anything would fuel that, I would say the loss of Monroe would do yeah. it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. With that, I think it's time to wrap it up here for AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to go onto iTunes, hit us with the rating review. If you're on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Share it with all your friends. Tweet about it. Tell everyone. Mm-hmm. Tell everyone <laughs> and until next week when we'll be right be here right back here same time same place 6 p.m sundays every week for grim yell teagle where can everyone keep up with you everyone can keep up with me online at yell.tv that's y-a-e-l.tv i'm also on twitter and instagram at yell teagle that's y-a-e-l-t-y-g-i-e-l and uh secret spoiler surprise i don't know what words i'm using for the grim after show only guys i released a new podcast it's officially coming out tomorrow but you can check it out now. It's what? available on iTunes and at Podbean. Uh, it's called Intimate Interrogations. Check it out. There are three episodes live. So excited. Yeah. yeah. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. Uh, T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And also Assorted Panels here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. Bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, including Agent Carter. Uh, and a bunch of stuff coming back soon. This week... It's going to be fun. You can catch me on Screen Junkies TV Fights. Yay. I'm going back to fight for a win. This time, I want to win. Yeah. I win so bad. <laughs> um, and you can also check me out. I've started to do some uh, videos on YouTube talking about TV stuff. We've got a new one in the works. At, also at That Zach Wilson. Easy to remember. Yay. Guys, until next week, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.